You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com decided not to be a litigator anymore and just did that which is a great decision not being a litigator phenomenal decision well if you're the second income yeah like that's an easy call (laughs) uh so since this is apparently our cold open shout out to my wife Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, a unsuccessful and generally loserish version of the Touchline Media Group, because uh, recently I went through uh, the stats on the four teams who I vaguely give a shit about, and we're one, four, and two since uh, September 7th. It's bad. Basketball season's not going to be better. It's great. Uh, I am your host, Asa, aka The Twig, aka The Depressed One this week. I am joined by my co-host, uh, Napoleon Gregg, a.k.a. The Stump. Um, this episode is brought to you by uh, Smith Workforce Management Group, Paramount Plus, as well as whoever Blue Air decides to put in. Um, again, they keep doing Indeed, and it, it always works for me. Uh, oh, Shopify updated their ad, which was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, I did hear that, yes. Yeah, very shout out to Shopify. Um, we are joined by our uh, panelist, uh, Angus, who comes in as Happy M Fan, because nothing can be nice. Uh, and, uh, our, I think that's two years, two weeks in a row. We started with making fun of his name on here. Um, it's not going to change. And so I'm no longer happy. So we'll get there. We'll get there. That's uh, a, that's actually, that's actually, that's actually pretty emotionally healthy. Pretty emotionally. I I don't think you read, what is that line? I don't think, I don't think you realize how emotionally, uh, healthy that actually (laughs) is. (laughs) Uh, speaking of which, shout out to Chris Richards and Matt Turner for being in uh, Ted Lasso season three. I don't know if they actually are, but they were hanging out with the cast and crew at uh, the, um, I guess, the Crystal Palace game yeah. this week. 
I, I mean, it would make sense because Chris Richards plays for Crystal Palace, but or maybe leads. I don't know. Um, but uh, we are also joined by a good friend uh, and and all around good guy, Josh Beninock. Uh Josh is a uh, also not happy person today, I assume, uh, but we'll get there. Um, so 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 we do have a cadence. We are going to give time to the people who played first in a game that was miserable to watch because Iowa was involved. So Angus, what do you have to say for yourself? Pleased. I am happy as, as my name suggests. Oh, happy. Oh, his team wins games. My team wins games. (laughs) I know. I mean, seriously, like we wanted to connect. We won. I know that there was some grumbling because as people on the internet like to say about Michigan fans that Michigan fans can't be happy unless they are unhappy, but I don't know. I mean, I thought it was nice to watch a game, watch the team execute the coach's plan, which was don't give away the ball, score as many points as you need to win, which was in this case, not that many, even though it ended up being, I think 27 to 13, 13, 14, 14, 13. I think it was 13. They scored a a very sad touchdown at the end. Yeah. Um, No, it's not a sad touchdown at the end. It's a sad field goal at the end. Touchdowns at the end of games are are just good for gambling. In this case, it wasn't good for gambling. Yeah. Yeah, The (laughs) over-under was 42. forty-two. Oh, so they hit 41? Oh, so it was just to make you feel worse. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that they didn't occur to says everything I need to know about Brian and Kirk Ferentz. Uh, yeah, no, we, okay, I, wait. We need to talk about the fact that, like, Iowa is a competent, not even good, not even great, a competent offensive coordinator away from being a national power. Like, yeah, that yeah. defense is really good. Yeah, they can occasionally, they usually are good at recruiting offensive line and touchdown. The only thing they can't get is a Tight quarterback. What I say, touchdown. Which would be great if we could recruit the touchdown guy. Uh, don't know who that guy is, but I'm pretty sure that he he plays for um, Bama. Coastal Carolina. Oh yeah, Coastal Bama Carolina. too. Coastal. Uh, but yeah, like all they have to do is be get an adequate offensive coordinator, and this team is easily top ten every year. Yeah, yeah. That, and the only reason accurate. the only reason that is not true is nepotism. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Don't you love college I'm, football? I mean, that happens in the NFL too, obviously. But, it, it but you love football. In literally every profession. Yeah. Um, like, like it. I, I just want I'm not not to to talk out of turn here, but um, there was some nepotism in Boston, uh, where I'm, one of the owners' daughters was working for the team, and that's the reason Ime Adoka doesn't have a job anymore. Well, technically, he still has a job, but that's just because he's going to get fired soon. <laughs> Um, I need to look up this podcast and not talk about basketball. I need to look up. No, I need to look up the, the uh, what do you call it? The new facts in that case. I had not heard any of this yet. This is great. Yeah. yeah so, so the, uh, I mean, because I don't want to talk about football at all right now. Uh, the, the rumors. Which, which, uh, which burner account was talking about this one? Uh, I, I, I went I, back to my, uh, <laughs> it's a normal size collar one. Yeah, I mean, you you that was me. <laughs> um, I, I I think like the rumor right now is that uh, so Udoka apparently has dipped his pen in the company ink everywhere he's been. 
Um, And so when he got hired, apparently around the league, people were like, what the hell is Stevens doing? And Stevens apparently was like, he's a talent and I'm a, people forget this about Brad Stevens, but he's a corporate guy. Like, and like, when you come from the consulting world, you look at distressed assets differently. Yeah. (laughs) Like, ah, there's some upside here. And he was like, and Udoka is like undeniably a brilliant, brilliant coach. Um, but when he came to Boston, apparently there was some consensual relations with uh, my uh, with a staffer. Um, but they were preceded by all of this is alleged preceded by some things that we in the legal realm would call quid pro quo sexual harassment, um, which is bad. Uh, and then after that quote consensual, because the power dynamics here make it impossible for that to be consensual unquote consensual uh relationship ended udoka within weeks was banging one of the owners not the the main owner one of the other owners uh daughter and Mm. that was it that that was the line which (laughs) of course it was like there there are so many aspects to this rumored story look look like we'll never get the full story because well well because there will be lawsuits but um like until we we get these in depositions like it is the funniest story possible because I want you to put yourself in the head of an Ime Udoka. I just got in trouble for this at my last job. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again, again. And then the third time it's like, what about my boss's daughter? <laughs> You're like, stop, please. While, while being married to Nia Long. While, while being married being to Nia Long. Nia Long, sorry. Like that's, okay. that's the thing. Like that's the thing. Like, like, Anytime a woman or man gets cheated on, they're like, why wasn't I good enough to avoid this? Just here, just right here. Like Halle Berry got cheated on. Beyonce got cheated on. Nia Long got cheated on. You have no shot. This isn't actually about attractiveness or like allure. It's it's because men by and large, and some women, but mostly men, are um terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible yeah. people. Stupid. Horn dogs. <laughs> Um, and that's why I'm the only one not married on this podcast. You're welcome, yeah. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking speaking of dogs and who does and does not have that dog in him, uh, Spencer he Petrus um, does not <laughs> does not have that dog. That, in that him. was quite a transition you had there. Yeah, I, I, I realized yeah. that like we we went we went way far afield into law and basketball and yeah. Like, I, I think it, I think we should maybe just talk about the funniest parts. Of the sequel game. the sequel to Love and Basketball sounds like it sucks. Like Love and Basketball <laughs> two divorce court. Love and Basketball 3 Alimony (laughs) But really Love and Basketball 2 would actually be about how No, we're talking about Iowa This is important because she would actually have to go play In Eastern Europe because WNBA doesn't pay fair salaries This is actually like an an, an actual equity problem That the WNBA needs to work on Great, yes, okay Spencer Petras is Petras So I think we should just go into talking about the funniest parts of this game And I think the funniest part was when they were on the verge of potentially like mounting a comeback. Uh, Brian Ferentz decided to draw up a play where Spencer Petrus there, but thereby threw short of the sticks on fourth down. <laughs> I mean, that was look, amazing. I, I got to say, part of their offense. I have <laughs> to the say best, something. The best part was they got called for offensive pass interference on that. Also play that. Too. Also that. Yeah. That's the uh, no, that wasn't. That's the funniest part. We I don't know if that was the offensive pass interference one. Maybe it was. I don't it know. was. 
It was. Yeah. Um, like, and, and I do want to say something, and, and Josh can speak to this better than I can, but like throwing short of the sticks on fourth down is not always a terrible decision. If you're running mesh and they're playing zone, it's going to work. This is like, like you, 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 you call mesh because you think it's man, it's zone. It's like, all right, well, if he sits down there short of the sticks, he'll, he has room, it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, the problem with that is that when you throw short of the sticks and you have offensive pass interference, you need to get the, the, the yard line. <laughs> like you can throw short of the sticks or you can get offensive pass interference. If you do both and you don't get the yard line, I like, and look, like I'm not saying Brian Ferentz should be fired because like he should have been fired three years ago. Yeah. Like that's, that's just, <laughs> we're beyond that. Like, like we're, we're into some sort of different world where it's like, he can't be fired. So what do we do about it? Because remember, this is the crazy thing about this. Brian Ferentz replaced a guy who was also terrible. They've been, do you remember it was, he was an offensive, he was the offensive coordinator at Texas in one of those stretches of miserable Texas offenses under Mac Brown. Um, 2006, no, 2009, 2007, 2008 was good. 2009 was good. 2010 was 2010. The Garrett Gilbert year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So that, uh, that guy worked at, 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 uh, Ken O'Keefe, I think it was his name. Anyways. Um, I was always bad. So like the thing is, and here's my theory, and, and I want to I wanna bring this up with the panel. It's not Brian Ferentz's fault. Hear me it's out. His. Hear me out. It's I'm not out. his fault because like Heron Hall, the position of offensive coordinator at Iowa is cursed. You can be this house or that house. You could be Matt Canada. You could be Mark Whipple. You could be... It's not cursed. Brian Ferentz just like puts it's these cursed. demands on these coordinators. And then the coordinator comes in and Brian Ferentz is, or Kirk Ferentz is probably like, you need to run it this way. And the coordinator's like, okay, I guess. And then he just hires yeah. his son. It's not, it's <laughs> not, it's not, it's not, no, it's not it's Kirk. Kirk Ferentz. Kirk Ferentz is, Kirk Ferentz is in charge. Look, That's maybe it's Kirk. That is, no, that is an affirmative decision that the University of Iowa not only decided to make once, but has subsequently made like, Four separate times. That is, they're making that decision. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is that at a certain point, you have to allow for the possibility of ghosts. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the most likely option. I'm just saying offices haunted. At a certain point, <laughs> at a certain point, I was, was legitimately given a legal obligation to revisit the relationship. And every single time they're like, yeah, this is working out. Let's yeah, do this, this is again. fine. To be clear, Gary That's Barda. What contract endings mean. <laughs> Gary Barda is Brian Ferentz's coach, not is Brian Ferentz's boss, not Kirk Ferentz. Just to be clear, everybody. That's somehow <laughs> worse. <laughs> it's also not real. But um All right, but like there's there's a part of this where like, yeah, this is funny, but it's also like good self-awareness too, no, right? Like it's amazing self-awareness. This is what well, I, this is what Iowa is. Right? This is what they it's want worse. to be. No, no, it's it's beyond self-actualization into meta commentary. Like we're 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 Andy Kaufman land now. Like we're not like <laughs> this is soul searching. We're like, no, Brian Ferentz sees Brian Ferentz like three times a day and has conversations with him like it's fucking Synecdoche, New York, um, <laughs> which is an impossible movie to watch. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman does a great job. I don't I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. It is incomprehensible. Um, well, it might be comprehensible sober. It is not comprehensible not sober. <laughs> um, 
But, but like, I think that that like is where we're at. It's not self-awareness. It's meta commentary. This is a bit like at this point, Brian Ferentz is doing a bit. I don't think he's wrong. (laughs) Probably not wrong. Like, like, I, I think like at some point somebody like in that locker room is probably like, should we? Should we try 11 person like should we try 11 personnel and shotgun and someone else is like shut up shut up shut up he's doing a thing <laughs> it'll be funny shut up <laughs> like i'm i'm convinced of this because you look at like even Wisconsin who suck like out loud suck like even Wisconsin like occasionally does something off script <laughs> like yeah. occasionally they throw play action on first down to somebody other than a white tight end not usually granted Granted, not usually, but sometimes. Like, uh, Quintez Cephas played at Wisconsin. Who's the last wide receiver who you remember being good at at Iowa? Oh, at Iowa? I'm not at sure I can name... I'm not sure I can name a wide receiver Tim at Dwight. Iowa. Tim Dwight is the answer. How long ago was that? 1991. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I've been watching Iowa since... I can remember in 1998 is the first year I can remember. And I don't think I can name a single wide receiver that has played in Iowa from 1998 till 2022. And I watched yesterday's game. <laughs> I mean, like they're, they're Oliver they're Martin. Just, yeah. Who didn't play at Michigan first. <laughs> like it's, 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 it is, it is. No, a, he wins. He wins. We didn't put that in. We that's true. That, that, in. That, that wasn't, that wasn't, that's fair. That's fair. That's on me. That's a definition issue. I set the bar too low. Um, New girl is an underrated show. Anyways. Um, the, the thing with like, and like, that's the thing is that like, at this point it has to be, it's, it's a bit like, can we win games 10 to six? Like we, like, you know, we've talked about like, oh, it's funny. Ha ha ha. Michigan state defense and stupidity, Michigan arrogance and not learning your lesson. Iowa, ha ha cover two and scoring six points. No, no, they're doing it. Like Michigan state doesn't want to do this. Michigan doesn't want to do like, no, no, no. I was choosing to do this because it's a bit, because it's funny, because they know that they're going to play in El Asico and it's going to be like, everybody's going to get a real kick out of this. And Matt Campbell every year is like, We'll talk shit about Matt Campbell later. I, I promise, Josh. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, like that that game is is. And look, I, I do want to give Michigan their flowers. They went to Kinnick in a big game and handled and one. Not not just one, handled Iowa. Yeah. At no point in that game, it, you know, I didn't watch. I didn't watch the full game. I watched like the the like extended twenty minute highlights, which ends up being like most of the game. Yeah. Um, because there's like, it wasn't worth watching the whole game. Yeah, there's like actually like 45 minutes of actual game time in a, in a football game, but um, like the the takeaway is that like Iowa couldn't do anything. Mike Morris might be a guy. Like that's that's my big takeaway from from this game. It's like Mike uh, Morris might be a guy. O- Oki might break out. Yeah, I think, I think Oki might break out. Maybe. Um, but like the offense, Blake Corum is. I mean. I don't know that he can do this at this clip and then be fresh for Ohio state. That's my big issue with this, but right now he's handling 25 to 30 carries a game for a buck 40, a buck 50 with no problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think, he, I don't think he's going to do this every week. Uh, Cause the I mean, he's know. done it a couple. He's done it a couple. He's done it two weeks in a row because Edwards was hurt last week. And then this week, I think they just didn't, I don't think they wanted to give Edwards that many snaps because again, they didn't want to cough up the ball. 
that was that was their primary objective this week with the offense. Obviously, score points is number one. Number two, don't cough up the ball. I'm not sure that you have that order right. Probably not. <laughs> I think I think I think if you're going into a game against Iowa, your primary goal has to be don't let them get the ball in plus field position. Well, it like past the thirty. Um, like that has to be job one. Um, but I mean, look, like I give, give all the credit in the world to Michigan. Like they went to Kinnick, they handled their business. Um, they've, they've got some guys, like they can shut down a bad offense. We, we know that, um, Maryland's offense is not good based on what we're about to talk about, but like Michigan is, I'm, I, I can tell you that, that Michigan state forced multiple three and outs from the Maryland offense, which means they're bad. I, I know this Michigan State defense. If they force multiple three and outs, it means the offense is bad. Michigan is not going to go three and out against Michigan State. I'm just getting means, everybody ready for it. It also means Talia Tagovailoa was hurt too, though. That was yeah. He was he yeah. Was, he did. He got healthy. he got hurt pretty yeah. bad in the Michigan game. Um. So I mean, look, like the thing with Mich- who does Michigan have this week? Indiana. So we Indiana. learned nothing. Big okay, noon Saturday, so, baby. Yeah. So another meaningless game. Great. I like Michigan's a huge, indi- a huge indictment of the quality of the big 10 this year. If you think that Indiana Michigan is the best game of the day. Well, I think that they had a plan for the best game of the day. It's just that a certain team is um, a lot worse than, 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 than we thought perhaps. Um, but I think like Michigan's in great shape. They, they, they're, when do they play Penn state? The week? Two weeks after 15th. Yeah. 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 So, so um, that- yeah, I, so what I, I think, I think JJ is probably the best quarterback I've seen since at Michigan. Se- at Michigan since, if you say Henny. anybody, it's Henny. Um, it's Henny. Uh, Ryan Mallett. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Mallett had all the talents in the world, just none of the brains. Or yeah, yeah. he had a great like coach. like like his his uh, arm talent. That was about arm it. Talent. It was just arm, arm talent. talent. Yeah, anytime he had to, anytime he had to not think about something, he always made the right choice. But anytime you gave him any semblance of time in the pocket, he'd be like one, two, three, triple coverage. Um, yeah, uh, he was the- Shane Morris with a coach, kind of. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. Ryan Mallett made like Morris. tens of millions of dollars, and all all of us with our smart, smarty smartness are sitting here with. Oh, I forgot he went to the NFL. Good for him, dude. Oh, yeah, if he got. I if think he got more than one contract. Yeah. If he, you're he six, was Tom seven, Brady's backup for a while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was Brian Hoyer <laughs> both before and, Brian, and, no, before was, and after. <laughs> yeah. Brian Hoyer, Brian Hoyer, Brian Hoyer, Garoppolo, uh, a little bit of Ryan Mallett, back you to Brian Castle. Hoyer. No, he was, before, he was before Brian Hoyer. You're right. He was before yeah. Brian Hoyer. Um, but Brian Hoyer is eternal. He is currently starting an NFL game <laughs> this year. Um yeah. Which is wild, like wild, absolutely wild. And I believe he was drafted to be Tom Brady's backup the year after that Castle. He year, wasn't was drafted. Like, he was signed like 2009. 2009. 2009. He was, I, guys, honestly, I, I, I don't understand Belichick's obsession with Brian Hoyer because it's he's a not a really nice guy. <laughs> it's, it, it feels, it feels like it's an obsession now because I feel like there are many different ways at quarterback that New England can go. I mean, I thought like their stint with Cam Newton, 
was actually pretty decent. I was like, hey, yeah. if Mac Jones is injured, maybe re- revisit that. But no, no, they opted to bring back Brian Hoyer to yeah. run their offense. I mean, it's, it's, it's got to be an obsession. Uh, I, I, so, so, right, so, Mr. Brian, I can guarantee you no more than 27 points, Hoyer. I mean, look, the thing is about Brian Hoyer is that I think Brian Hoyer is like, I'll show up on time. I am not going to talk. I, I my, my, like, I bet Belichick's like wife and Hoyer's wife like get on very get nicely. On yeah, like, <laughs> like the same actually, age. So, yeah, probably. Um, actually, and, like, Hoyer's wife might have been probably like, like a little bit older. Um, but like, like at a certain point, like the job of the backup quarterback is to be a decent fella. And like, no, I think you're right. I was going to say, I think this, I think it's that Brian Hoyer showed up 15 minutes early for work every single yep. day for the last 10 years. He does not speak unless spoken to in film room, and he hasn't missed a bus ride yet. Like, that's probably the, the, the extent of his resume. And Belichick's like, I love this guy. He's, he's great. A <laughs> real, real blue collar, uh, lunch pail kind of guy. And it's like, no, he just has a watch and Brian, an alarm clock that works. <laughs> Brian O'Leary went out and literally bought a lunch pail. It's like he shows up with a lunch pail, but he, he doesn't actually know what it does because, again, he has never worked a job in his life. He has just been a backup quarterback, except for that one glorious year in Cleveland. Hey, Brian, hey backup Brian, quarterbacks. Best have job in the world. Best job in the world. Uh, yeah. shout, yeah, out, shout out to our Patriots, St. Chase Daniel. <laughs> Chase Daniel. Love Chase Daniel. We all love Chase Daniel because Chase, like the thing is, is, the reason why we love Chase Daniel and Brian Hoyer is because everybody here in some fashion wants to be a consultant. Some of us are, some of us have created consultancies, but like, really, you just want to be a consultant because yeah. at, at bare minimum, what does a consultant do? Nothing. They just, hey. we don't. Hey. I'm also a consultant. We do nothing. We tell people to do things. We think things. But ultimately, what we say, assuming that you have lawyers who know what they're doing, they'll say, these are simply recommendations, suggestions. You will do what you want. And I think Brian Hoyer's the same. He's like, I don't know what I would do. I mean, I would probably throw the out, but you do what you need to do, Mac, slash Tom, slash I can't wait. I hope hope both of them get sassy on Twitter afterwards uh, when, like, like with uh, Matt Flynn, like whenever anybody asks him, like, how's it feel to have stolen $70 million from the Seahawks? Great. And every, every single time he's like, hell yeah, man, that was awesome. That was great. I did the best day of my life. Yeah, because it's because we aspire but, to that level yeah, of. What do, you, what do you expect him to say? It's like, yeah, I got $70 million. I played like a year and a half of shitty football and I get to leave. Like, what, what do you want? It's the yeah. goal. It's the dream. Like, Charlie. because. Charlie Whitehurst. Charlie Whitehurst. Yes, another one. Yes. Lord Jesus. He was there like 19, he was a backup for like 19 years. He, and like, he made, in his career, I, I think I, he made like over $50 million as a back. And surprising. He, he barely played. Yeah, he started like nine Incredible. games in like 19 years. Like, that yeah. is exactly what I want to do. <laughs> I have to, all I have to do is show up on time. I will, I am willing to buy a second alarm clock to make that happen. Yep. So I can set like nine alarms instead of just two. Yep. This is the definition of being a company man. Yeah. Yes. And it's fine. And like, the thing is, is that at the end of it, at the end of it, when you're done, you have so much money that you can do whatever you want. And ultimately what they really want to do, all of these guys is like, I don't know, I'm going to go probably be the head coach at my old high school in Ohio because they're all from Ohio. <laughs> um, and it's like, okay, cool. Great, yeah. man. And so like in like 10 years, we'll be like, 
who's the head coach at, at this school where like we're looking at a recruit? Is that, <laughs> is that Taj Boyd? Yeah. Okay. Great. Cool. I remember that name. Awesome. And then, and like, so on and so forth. And it's like, like Cardell Jones, if Cardell Jones could have simply not tried to play because Cardell Jones wanted to be a starting NFL quarterback. That was his mistake. Had he simply (laughs) not done that. Had he simply just been like, I have a huge arm. I keep my mouth shut and I'm relatively like, I'm relatively intelligent, which Cardell Jones is. Um, Yeah, man, do it. Jacoby Brissett is going to be this guy, except he got screwed twice by people getting hurt slash, um, you know, whatever with Deshaun Watson. (laughs) But like Jacoby Brissett was not supposed to play. I don't think Jacoby Brissett wants to play. I think Jacoby Brissett is an at this point. Yeah, at this point, I don't think he does. I think earlier in his career, he was like, I was good at NC State. I have a huge arm. I can get this. I can make this happen. And who was it? He was, was it Derek Carr? No, he was behind Luck. Was that the guy that they brought him? No, because they brought in somebody. Somebody brought Jacoby Brissett in. I think it might have been Tua to throw a Hail Mary. And then after the game, when asked, like, why wasn't Tua throwing that ball? Everybody just kind of looked at him like, I, I think you know the answer. <laughs> no, I, I think that was, I, I don't remember who it was. Anyways, the point is, is that, like, we, we should all aspire to that level. I feel bad for Jacoby Brissett. Jaco- and even Jacoby Brissett has, like, alluded to it. Remember, like, earlier in the year when someone was like, you know, do you feel any pressure to be Deshaun Watson? And like on multiple levels, his response was really funny where he was like, I'm not trying to be Deshaun Watson. <laughs> <laughs> like on the obvious level, it was like, well, yeah, like quarterback wise, great. And then on the second level, you're like, right. Yeah. Don't. Exactly. <laughs> but then there's the third level where it's like on a base level, like I'm not trying to be a starting NFL quarterback. Like, I don't want to. I didn't, I didn't want this. <laughs> I never I want, want this. You know, who, you know who's going to be the next one to do that? I cannot wait for in 10 years, Sam Darnold to show up on the Lions and people being like, why? Like, Mitch Trubisky probably should already be there. I guess as of today, he is there. Um, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, but, you know. How, how pissed still... do you think Geno Smith is that he's the starting quarterback for Seattle? Seattle doesn't want him to win games. This is tanking. In the NBA, there would be a whole discussion about tanking. And in the NFL, because like the shield is the shield. And it's so august, like people have to be like, Geno Smith was the right guy for the job. And we all have to pretend like that's true. They don't want to win. The Lions are just the Lions. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I was, I, I'll, I'll tell you a story and then we'll, we'll do the thing where I pretend that there's a natural transition to talking about Paramount Plus. But last night I was playing basketball with like a, a guy from, from my community who, who I know around here. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a huge Lions fan. And my response was like, why? why? <laughs> he was like, well, I, you know, I, I can't help it, blah, blah, blah. And so on our way out, and like, he was like, oh, so do you watch every game? I was like, I haven't watched a full game since I was 14. Um, like, I made a decision in high school that, like, I don't need to do this. And like, I'll like, you know, when it was on, I'll, I'll take a look. But like, I don't, I don't watch games. Um, when they care, I'll care. But like, on the way out of the gym, he was like, all right, I'll, you know, whatever, you know, see you tomorrow or, or see you, you know, in a couple of days, whatever. I was like, you don't have to watch. Your life will be better if you don't. And I was right because it's the Lions. But you know what is good to watch every time it's on? Paramount Plus. Hey, everybody. Uh, is this a recorded ad read? It is. You have... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Do it again. No, just keep going. Just keep going. UEFA Champions League Soccer is streaming on Paramount Plus. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration is underway. 
with the biggest stars, top teams, you'll note not Arsenal, and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title, no, against Liverpool, no, Man City, yeah, probably, Chelsea, no, PSG, come on, Barcelona, now you guys are clearly just messing with us, and more, fired, in soccer's biggest (laughs) club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, We'll also note that you can watch Europa League and Conference League on on Paramount+, Plus, but they're not going to advertise for that. Golazzo. We probably could have done the live ad read version, but but I I, I, I helped. I, I, I sort I sort of like our uh, our um, our, our recorded it, version. Do I like it because I mispronounced Correct. UEFA? Correct. So is this the uh, is this the therapy session part of the pod? Are I'm we, actually are we going to that next. I'm I, I actually can tell you something happened uh, during that game or, or or when I was watching that game, and and it's good, and I I'm very happy with it. Um, oh. All right. Because that was that was the game that clinched a lack of a no bowl game, which is fine, right? Like like, so all I have to all I have to say about it is that um, until and unless there are changes made at the coaching level, this is going to continue because Michigan State is not under talented compared to Minnesota and Maryland. Um, they're not like they're simply not, and so you know, for this to keep happening, like it's not even frustrating anymore because what it means is that like, I don't have to watch. Like I, I don't have to pay attention. Like, and, and that's the thing is that like, I am not this, this ball of Zen, you know, about, about my teams. I'm, I'm, I'm really not. No, I'm, really? Like I'm really <laughs> pissed off about the Tottenham game. Like I'm really pissed off about that a day later um, because that was a bullshit red card and it wasn't real. And Emerson Royale sucks, but like it wasn't a red card. Um, but Michigan State, like, I know when 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 this is going to happen. And I've, I I can see it. And it's fine. You know, like, look, like, that's not to say that there won't be nice moments the rest of the way. That's not to say that I'm not going to, like, watch part of every game. I, I will. But, like, I, I I was there in 2016. I I know a bad team when I see it. And, like, there are, there are versions of this with Michigan State, right? Like, there's, there's good teams, there's mediocre teams, there's bad teams, there's abject teams. And this team is abject. Like, like they, are, they are not good at any phase of football. Um, Peyton Thorne threw for five yards in attempt. Um, the running backs, not named Elijah Collins, ran for 3.1 yards per carry. Uh, the wide receivers dropped five passes. The defense can't stop the run or the pass. And they missed two field goals and had an extra point block. Or no, that's not right. Yeah, no, 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 that's right. That's right. It was the other way around. It wasn't blocked. It was a bad snap. Um, And like, look, like at a certain point, there was like a series of like 11 straight drives where Michigan State was within uh, two, two touchdowns, going back to the Washington game. And in those 11 drives, Michigan State gave up nine touchdowns and a field goal. So like, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. Like, and look, like, did they stiffen up against Maryland? Yeah. Okay. But then they scored 13 points. So like, I don't, 
I don't know what to say about this. Like, you know, so the, I, the off- I have a, uh, I have a talk radio question <laughs> and I know we all love that. Um, is it two seasons? Is that what you give them? Two seasons? Who? Tucker. Tucker gets till 2025. That's a long time. Yeah. It's a long time. It's a long time, but he gets to, to uh, 2025. So that, that's assuming that like, okay. So with, with that timeline, you're assuming he's still recruiting well and developing those players. He's not well. developed any players. I'm assuming he's recruiting well and has shown some measure of development. He has not, he has not shown any. Development. Yeah. So I, I, I was like trying to think about like the analog with like Harbaugh taking over from Hoke and it's 2017 that the eight and five year where he was like, depending on Wilton Spate to, to turn the corner as I don't, to continue the trajectory. And the, 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 the analogy isn't Harbaugh. It's, it's Hoke. But if the, there well, was a, neg- no, a year it, negative it, one. It, it is, it is Harbaugh because it, as like Stump and I were talking about earlier this week, uh, like you have to, so Hoke came in technically with the covered half stocks, right? Rodriguez came into it not really stocked at all because Carr stopped recruiting. I mean, Dan Harbaugh Antonio came in. Recruiting. What? D'Antonio stopped recruiting. Exactly. So he came in with the covered dry, right? Uh, Harbaugh came in the 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 cupboard wasn't necessarily dry. It was very well stocked. It, it was decent, decently well stocked. On he the offensive line, it was Jabril awful. Peppers. He walked yeah, into the defense Jabril was fine. <laughs> the defense was fine, but the offensive line was really badly not stocked at all, and the and the the quarterbacks were not stocked at all. So year three is when you really like start to see like oh crap like this program like it, it wasn't like I I'm, I'm recruiting but these players haven't developed yet. I think it's next year or the year after where Tucker is like actually turning it back around. And if he doesn't, then I think it's out. So here's the reason why I I think that the timeline of 2025 makes sense. So when Harbaugh was brought in, Harbaugh was brought in in November, December of- December, 2014. December, 2014. So the the 15 class was like partially him, but it was a transition class. And then the 16 class was just him. Tucker came in in February of 2020. So the 2020 yeah. class was not his. The 2021 class, he didn't get to meet any of his players in person because it was the COVID year. Mm-hmm. So his first true recruiting class. So Harbaugh's year six, 2016 class is the class that are currently freshmen for Tucker, the 2022 class. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time that those guys are red shirt, red uh, sophomores or juniors, is 2025. Wait, Sorry. Don't don't try to count it because yeah. COVID has screwed all of this up. <laughs> right. So that that's why I'm giving him 2025 because he's still recruiting like gangbusters. He's like he has already has two recruits in 2024 that are top 175 guys. Like he's a great recruiter and the defensive coordinator that he currently has was the only one he could get, which is what people forget about Scotty Hazelton. Scotty Hazelton is not his guy. He was the only guy who was reasonable who was available. If Scotty Hazelton has a job in 2023 for Michigan State, I'll move it up to 2024 for Tucker for the show. Uh, I'll move it up to 2023 if he keeps Maybe. Hazelton over. Yeah, I mean, no. but like the, the the crazy thing is, is that like I think I think that Tucker made a really really bad mistake because he had Trestle, 
he had Trestle, he had Barnett. Those guys had put together really good defenses for a decade and change. Yeah. And he went out and got a guy who was a big 12 guy. And look, Jim Knowles is a, is, is a big 12 guy and it worked. So it's not like I have a problem with big 12 defenses, Josh, but like you're defending different things, right? And you're, and, and you're taking away different things. Now the modern big 12 is a little <laughs> bit different. Guys that run four, four as opposed to four sevens. But like defending Iowa is not defending Baylor 2014. It's defending Baylor 2022. Um, again, I am sorry, Josh. I don't mean to keep going at that. Shot. But <laughs> Shot. They hurt, yes, man. <laughs> I do. Um, but like the thing is, is that like Tucker was was sort of saddled with Hazleton, um, and so I I think that Hazleton's gone. If if I if if I if I am reading the tea leaves correctly, I think Hazleton's gone. I think that Tucker's going to find whoever the linebacker coaches at Georgia and or Bama, and he's going to give them a million dollars in change to be the defensive coordinator at Michigan State, the way that Gaddis got carte blanche at Michigan. Same thing. Is it going to work? Guess we'll see. I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that. And if the answer is no, then yeah, Tucker's out. But I sort of bet that the answer is yes, because a, I'm an optimist and I want Mel Tucker to succeed because I want Michigan State to succeed. But B, and more importantly, I do believe that there has to be alignment on theory. And we just talked about this with Iowa, right? Between coordinators and head coach. And there is no alignment on coordinators and head coach between Hazleton and Tucker. Tucker is a 30 front guy. His entire career, he's run three, four. Scotty Hazleton is a four, two, five guy. He's always been a four down lineman. Michigan State is running a stand up edge who does not peel out ever. So they're just getting the worst of all worlds here. They're getting run on on the edge because they have a stand-up defensive end, but that defensive end never peels out or does anything in the flats like a like an outside linebacker in a thirty in a in a thirty system would. So like you're you're doing this in like the worst possible way, which is why I think Hazleton is gone. And as for like again, as for this season of Michigan State, it's like, hey man, if you if you can put a scare into someone, cool. If you can beat Wisconsin, Indiana, like, and that's the thing, like. Wisconsin, Indiana, Illinois, and Rutgers are all still on the schedule. Wisconsin's terrible. Illinois might be the might best be, team in the West. Might be the best team in the West, but might be the worst. We don't know because the West is a jumble of nothingness. But like the thing is, there are there, there are still like four wins you could get. You just have to overperform versus a team that you shouldn't have to. Because every single coin flip game you've lost you've played so far, you've lost embarrassingly. And you're not going to get better midseason. Like it's not like ah ah we are going to uh, we are going to run the good defense play. Got it, guys. <laughs> it's like and and you can see it. People don't know where they're supposed to be. It's poor coaching. <laughs> Why haven't we been running that play all year? It's there's there's a joke that, that we used to make about like. Uh, why does this offensive coordinator suck? Well, he isn't running the touchdown play enough. Yeah. Like ah yes. Well, you have to recruit touchdown in order to run the touchdown play. Right. And so like, so, so in terms of like Michigan state, like, I, I mean, I'm not happy about it. And like, if, if, and when people want to like make tuck common jokes or NF tuck jokes, like do it, get it out. That's okay. If, and when Mel Tucker turns this around and if, and when we have the opportunity to talk shit again, we will until that time we will accept it because we're not babies. Like that's the thing. If, if, if there's a Michigan state fan out there, who, 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 who does not like accept the shit talking, then you can't talk shit when the time comes. I accept shit talking, you know, that's okay. But I promise you, Angus, I promise you, Angus, 
all of those text messages in the group chat, all of them, they're saved. They're saved. And if Michigan State somehow bullshits their way to a rainy day against Michigan this year, all of them are going to be put on a slideshow and they are going to be presented to you in person by me. I'm going to fly to wherever it is you live. I don't know if we've said that on this podcast before, but somewhere in the mid-Atlantic. And I'm going to run a slideshow with a projector on your lawn. And that's just sort of a very big lawn. That'd be, it'd really piss off my neighbors. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm willing to buy a a projector, but I'm not willing to violate like nimbyism. Like I'm, I'm cool. (laughs) HOA. The HOA. HOA Because here's the thing about that. I don't have a relationship with your HOA. You do. do. So you have to deal with it. Hey, joke's on you. We don't have an HOA. Ha 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 ha. Well, and that's why your neighbor's lawn is uncut. You have to have order and civility. Michigan State is going to lose by 35 this week. Angus, take Ohio State and the over. Angus, how much would your anxiety increase if when you wake up on the morning of the Michigan State-Michigan game and you see rain in the forecast? I mean, my anxiety is already pretty high, so I don't know if it can go much higher. <laughs> and that's the thing. Is just, that, like, this is, just because of who you are as a person? Yeah. This, yep. this is the worst scenario for a Michigan fan because we're good. Like, Michigan State fans, we know. We're good. Like, we, we, we know this team. Oh, I know. I know. And Michigan's we've had not a, the situation we've, that we want to be in. We've had more this than not, a month. This is not the kind yeah, of team that we beat. More than a month to like acclimate ourselves to the idea of losing that game by thirty-five. Yeah. Or, I'm good. <laughs> and like, like the thing is, is that like I, I would take you back to the defeat with dignity game. Uh, what was that? It was like 2016. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was a nine-point win for Michigan with Michigan State having just scored a touchdown and gone for a, a two-point conversion to make it uh, six. Yeah, um, it's always, so even it's, it's the always worst Michigan game. State game. And like, is it outside the realm of possibility that a disciple of Nick Saban looks at this game and says, well, well, what if we ruin their lives? Just saying. I still would bet Michigan in the, uh, in the under in that game because Michigan State probably shouldn't score three points. Um, speaking of teams who struggle to score three points, Josh, how, how you doing? Dave Aranda. Uh, <laughs> Dave Aranda. I, I, I will say, I will say that I'm not as, I'm not as uh, angry or um, upset as you would think, uh, mainly because I, 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 I really just felt like we would, like we would lose this game, or at least like make it, you know, give a, you know, make it hard. Uh, on ourselves which we did um i think that like and i, I don't know if any of y'all um watched the game like i i didn't watch the full thing but um i caught um moments of it when we actually started to score <laughs> we, we scored three so, points so, in the first half so late in the game you started paying late attention <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we scored three points in the first half and like i know i've come on here before and i've complained about how we don't pass the ball enough, but we threw the ball this time. We threw the ball <laughs> and, and mainly because we had no choice. We were down early and we were trying to catch up and we threw the ball, our quarterback threw the ball 40 times for over 300 yards. We had a receiver that had almost 200 yards receiving and two touchdowns. So you would, you would think, Oh, Hey, like 
we did some we did some things, right? Nah. Where <laughs> I mean, like I, I just I, I don't I don't understand like our our offense because like I, I thought like our defense didn't play well this uh, didn't play as well the second half. Um but that usually happens whenever you your offense can't stay on the field. Um <laughs> And um, that was that was kind of like uh, the problems that we had, uh, and we gave up big plays to the quarterback um, running the ball. And um, I don't know. I I I think that we weren't. I, I think we were good enough to win, but I also think that I also think that Oklahoma State was just like a better um, a, a better team than we were at this at this point in the season. Um, and I, I looking forward to like our next couple of games. Um, <laughs> we have West Virginia, who I think we should beat, and then they're really Kansas. bad. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> That's this is a bad year because like you look at Kansas on the schedule and you're like W, and this year it's like no. And I got I I I, I got to tell you I love it. I love what Kansas <laughs> is doing because like and like college game day is going to be there and 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 like people have talked about this, but like. I have so much time for a team being like, hell yeah, we're awesome. Because everybody yes. else is like, well, yeah, we have a lot to work on day to time. And Ken's yeah. like, nah, we, we are the shit. We are <laughs> awesome. We are going to talk all of our shit. Because people like, I, I think it's like, what, it's like with Kentucky. Yeah. It's like you expect a, 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 like certain college football fan bases to have humility. But <laughs> Kansas and Kentucky are not like, interact with them in basketball. They are not humble people. So they yeah. were just like waiting for this to erupt. Like Missouri, Missouri has humility, right? Um, Texas Tech, even when they're good, they're like, there's like a certain humility about them. Like, you know, when they yeah. were good in basketball, they were like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. we're not flash, blah, blah, blah. No, yeah. Kansas, Kansas and Kentucky are just like, hell yeah, we're going seven and five every year. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> we're going, wait, going back to the West Virginia not being very that very good this year uh i thought at the start of the at the start of the year i thought that they were going to be decent you know just because they played in the uh, backyard brawl pretty close which is my way of saying lol pit <laughs> pittsburgh what is pat pat okay oh baby oh no what is you doing <laughs> we got to talk to you pat got to talk to you i i I've said on this podcast a number of times that i didn't i, I was mad at pat narduzzi but i realized what's going on i realized what's going on Sometimes, sometimes when you lash out at your family, it's because you're upset at yourself. <laughs> Pat, we love you. We, we love you. We love you. If you want to come home and be a defensive coordinator for Michigan State, you're welcome to. There's an opening. But my friend, you, you, it, it's not your fault. Well, it is your fault, but it's yeah. not your fault. <laughs> Wasn't that game in Pittsburgh? It was. In the first game of the post-Jeff Collins era with a Georgia Tech team that has been recruited to be terrible. Like yeah. they are bad, bad. Like Michigan State, like like oh, like we have a talent deficiency because of depth. No, 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 no. no. Georgia Tech has recruited like a middling Sun Belt team. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, like and and that's like it's bad, bad. And and Pat Narduzzi, like he lashed out because he was upset at himself. Like you're not <laughs> mad at scoring me. so many points last year. Uh, God, yeah. God damn it, we're not going back to this throwing shit. Yeah, and, and clearly Kenny Pickett is just uh, one of the great quarterbacks of our time. Uh, just wondering, anybody see how he uh, played in his first uh, serious burn in the NFL? Oh, yes. Yeah. Scored two running, rushing touchdowns. 
three interceptions and a half. Very, yep. very well done, Kenny. To, uh, to, to be fair, to be fair to Kenny, and I'm, I mean, this is not too fair at all, but that first, that first interception that he threw, um, what's his name? Should have caught that fast. Uh, I forgot his name. Was that, was that uh, to Johnson? To, no, was that the first? No, I, 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 I'm thinking of the the post the the post route to um, James Washington, the, the big receiver, number eleven. Chase Claypool. I don't remember. Chase Claypool. Claypool. Yes, Claypool. Claypool. Hell yeah! Claypool, Sick. Claypool should have caught. You're just going down the line. I, 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 get, how many, how many wide receivers did it take to get you to Claypool? <laughs> <laughs> you give me six guesses at anything, and I can I can get there. <laughs> I'm also a little bit concerned that I can name basically the top seven skill players for the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers, which yeah. is a team I am not a fan of. <laughs> Um, also, imagine losing to the Jets. Yeah, it's not a good look. It's not a good like it. It's not what you want. Mm-mm. It's not. It's not what you're trying to do on a Sunday afternoon. Um, not in 2022. Not in well, not in any year since like 2000. Like, <laughs> when was the last time like a loss to the Jets wasn't like ooh, butt fumble Mark, year? Mark Sanchez, 2012. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the year, year before butt fumble year. Year yeah. before butt yeah. fumble year, they they made like the AFC title game or something. Because there was like a weird stretch of time where Darrell Rivas and that defense, that Rex Ryan defense was like good, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And they tasked Mark Sanchez of throwing it no further than four yards down the field. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But fumble was absolutely the climax of their down of their downfall. That was like, (laughs) uh, we like, we were seriously talking about firing Rex. Like this team is kind of shitty. And then, but fumble happens on national television. Everybody was like, no, 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 we're done with this. I got, I got one. I got one. And you could tell that it wasn't going to work because Rex doesn't like to climax from butt fumbles. He likes to cut climax from feet. <laughs> I got it. I got, I got one. I got one. Horrible. I hate that. I laughed at that. I hate that. I laughed at that. Um, if there's oh. like a riot at the touchline media headquarters, we'll That's know fair. why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking, speaking of both riots and people in New Jersey who maybe should like, pump the brakes a little bit. Greg Schiano, not sure why you're picking a fight with Ohio State. They don't need an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why you would do that. Like, like it's like, I don't know why you would go to Ohio State and be like, hey, do you need a reason? <laughs> like Michigan State, I think this week is just going to be like, Ohio State's the best team in the country. They're really good people. They all call their moms every every weekend. Um, they go to church and I saw, synagogue. And I saw CJ Stroud. Yeah, I saw CJ Stroud giving out soup to the homeless last week. They're great. Travion Henderson walks old ladies across the street, but only with their consent first. Like it is just nothing but good things. And Greg Schiano was like, "What if we pissed him off? <laughs> <laughs> what if it's, it's it's like the the what what is it?" Um, the the Batman line, it's like your theory is is that your employer is a billionaire with rage issues who goes around dressed up as a bat beating up vigil be, beating up criminals at night. And your plan is to blackmail this person. <laughs> okay. Like good that's luck with what that. good luck with that. Like that's where we're at. We're at Morgan Freeman pieces of advice. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Greg Schiano's so dumb he might end up on a beach in San Juan Tanejo next week. 
<laughs> but like only after like crawling through feces, not because he had to, but just because someone told him to and or told him not to. And Greg Shiano was like, Yeah, I can prove he's a hardo. I can crawl through whatever feces I want. We're all like, you don't okay. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> we, we do not disagree with you, but you do that on your own time. That's that's your business. Um, I want to give a big shout out to uh Wake Forest and Dave Plusson, um, because we don't have to deal with Florida State. And a good Florida state is a huge pain in the ass. And like, I don't want it. I don't want it. It's not like funny. Like when Miami's good, because when Miami's good, there's a certain element of like, ah, cocaine has entered the bloodstream of college sports. Excellent. Let's see what happens. Florida state is just like, Oh God, we have to talk about the Knowles. No, come on, man. That's like injecting uh, college football's bloodstream with meth, which is just as fun. Uh, meth. Who is no meth is. Florida, oh, God, State. Florida State. Florida State. <laughs> like I'm trying to think, like, like who, who, what, what makes college football like angry and violent and sort of disconnected from reality? And it, I, I it's Florida, Florida State, State or it's Auburn, but they're too, no, they're uh, too Jesusy for Auburn. Oops. Auburn, Auburn is uh is is like 17 uh bottles of communion wine, where it's like <laughs> I'm doing something good. This is fun. This is fun. Why am I being kicked out of church? Why am I being kicked out of my community? Oh God, what have I done? That is this awesome. is no longer fun. This is no longer fun. <laughs> because like, like, like it's like, I, I think uh, Ryan Nanny made the, or Jason Kirk, someone made the joke. Like, it's like, oh, like I'm sure that the LSU Auburn game wasn't stupid. It was 24-21. And it was like, no, 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 no. It was incredibly stupid. But if you told the story of the game, like you could dress it up in a way that was like made sense. Whereas like, like, like the same way it's like, what did you do on Saturday or Sunday? Oh, I went to services, uh, had a little bit of wine. And, um, and I think, you know, I think we need to, to, to move. We were thinking about that. So like, I wanted to tell you while I was doing that. And if you're not really paying attention, you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I get it. You went to church, you prayed on it and you were coming out of this. Not the actual story, which is, oh, you, you, you took off your clothes in the middle of <laughs> the, the sermon and 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 you are no longer invited to to the Rotary Club. Okay, cool. I did, don't go did to anybody, I don't actually know did, how that works. <laughs> did anybody follow along in that completely nope. rambling? <laughs> no, that's not fine. Cool. Did anybody time that? Was that like four minutes long? Uh, like I was just trying to see how much longer he could go for. Oh, you you don't want to know how long I can go for. He was uncomfortable. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> uh, but I, I do want to to just while we're talking about how long no. you go for and what I want to end on, um, UConn won against an FBS opponent. Wow! Yay! First time in fifteen tries against two. UMass uh, Fresno State. Oh, oh no, no! That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An actual team playing oh, actual no. football. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so like, like I, I straight up. Wore a Yukon hoodie this morning to the pumpkin patch. Oh, that's not good for Fresno. Oh man. <laughs> no, no, that's a no, fireable. It's not. That's, that's a fireable really, offense. that's really, really bad by Fresno. Yeah. Oh, my I'm, Turn it I'm upside down. My, it's my it's sad, a, sad husky. Sad, sad husky. Turn it upside down. It's a happy husky. <laughs> it's a happy husky now. Yeah. Um, Yay! Yay! That's weird. Oh, like, oh shit! <laughs> Jimbo. We didn't talk about Jimbo. Is he fired? Oh yeah. Mike Leach humiliated him. Oh yeah. It was bad. It's bad, bad. And like, I I love the existence of Jimbo Fisher because all, oh, your coach sucks and gets a lot of money. Doesn't come our way, does it? (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) That stays in College Station where it belongs. Let's just point out, if they were to fire Jimbo today, it will cost them $117 million to do so. Yeah. 
Yep. Weren't we uh were we gonna make fun of Matt Campbell? No, because they beat Baylor. That was that whole thing. Oh. <laughs> uh, Angus is paying attention. No, That's Matt good. Campbell Matt Campbell lost to Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, what am I talking about? Oh, yeah, Mike Gundy talking? beat yeah, I was Gundy beat the, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know what I, I found out? You know what I found out yesterday that none of you guys responded to? Mike Gundy was Barry Sanders' quarterback at Oklahoma State. That's yeah. wild. What's crazy That's about that cool. is that like I, really I associate cool. like Barry Sanders with this like intense almost zen level of even handedness and like even keeledness like that's what he was like known for in detroit at least like he was just like a very quiet straightforward whatever and mike gundy is one of the more unhinged people that i've ever (laughs) sort of watched in the football space which is itself an unhinged place it was a balanced dynamic between the both of them and you know that it's me crazy yeah (laughs) and you know you know that Mike Gundy took credit for all of those all those yards at Oklahoma State. Like, yeah, I hand the ball to him. If I don't hand the ball to him, this play never happens. And Barry's just sitting there like, what the are you talking about, man? Scott Mitchell. I mean, Scott Mitchell quarterbacked offenses that routinely eclipse 400 yards per game. Granted, 225 of them were on the ground, and 175 of them came with two picks. But still, <laughs> um, do we do we want to talk about Georgia, or do we just assume that they were sleepy? They were sleeping. Two weeks in a row? Sleepy. Two weeks in a row? Yeah, I guess it was two weeks in a row. I, I want the writers are like knocking them out of the top four. So I mean it's 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 interesting. We'll 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 keep tabs on them. Uh Clemson might be good again, which is sad. Um uh, yeah. Bryce Young is hurt. Bryce Young is hurt. Uh and shout out Oregon because like you guys might not know this, but um friend of the pod and sometime panelist Tim. Uh, and I, uh, I, I is, is an Oregon guy. So I, I watched a lot of Oregon versus Stanford games where Stanford should not win. And they do like it, it, it happens all the time. So shout out to Oregon for not actually dick winning. tripping. Like, like, and like Michigan state fan here, not dick tripping is actually an accomplishment. Um, like it, it means a lot. Shout out Bo Nix. Shout out Bo Nix. I, I, I got a shout out to um, TCU Horn Frogs. Beating the oh off, yeah, beating oh, the yeah. bricks, beating the bricks off of Oklahoma. Lad. Oh man, that was Mr. Venable. Aren't you supposed to be man. a defensive coach? Hey, Mr. Hey, Venable, aren't you supposed to be a defensive coach? No, sir. Wow. And, and like the thing is, is like when you lose to Kansas State, like Kansas State, like you can you can excuse Kansas State in any year because it's like Bill Snyder, and I understand he's no longer the head coach. Bill Snyder will do his spirit. Too. His spirit still lives. In his that Snyder, triple option. Is bullshit. he dead? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't think, think he's so. dead. I don't think he's dead. I don't think so. No. I but hope like, not. I, yeah, I hope not. Um, but like, like he's like, like people talk about like, oh, college football's grandfather. No, no, no. He's actually the college football's grandfather, but not the one from the side of the family you talk to. He's the, the grandfather from the side of the family you don't talk to. And you're like, I hope he's doing well, but I don't really want to find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, Oklahoma might be time to have some conversations. Just, yeah. just not saying, not saying what you should do with your lives. Just saying that a former Big Eight rival of yours fired their coach today, and like, it's never too early. Carl Durrell no longer has a job at Colorado. It's his first year, isn't it? Hey man, yeah, do, you, do, do you think if Nebraska could go back in time and fire Scott Frost four games into his tenure, they would? <laughs> no, because you lose so much amusement that way. I mean, for us, yeah. I no, yeah, no. Don't do that for Oklahoma. I love the Scott Frost era. That was do you th- do you think that Auburn 
regrets not firing Brian Harson after one year. Yes. But that's for completely different I'm just reasons. Saying, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He's just asking questions. I'm, I'm, I'm Joe Roganing the shit out of this. I'm not giving an opinion. <laughs> I'm just asking questions. You, you might be inferring some answers. I might be implying some answers. But, you know. Kind yeah, of just- the, no, the better question is, would you, like Clemson, said, would you go back and fire uh, Dabo four games into his tenure? No, because it worked but, out. <laughs> yeah, but I think he was 0-4 <laughs> at that point, right? Yes, but it worked out. See, the beauty of hindsight is that we're able to only pick and choose the ones that work. <laughs> four games into the Scott Frost era, I would have told you that Nebraska was going to be the power in the Big Ten West. Yeah. Like, regardless of how those four games went. If I recall correctly, poorly, but... Like no, I think he did pretty well his first year, right? This is not the certainly, point. Certainly, certainly don't remember. But all I'm That's saying about uh, about Brent Venables is like, I don't know. Maybe maybe Lincoln Riley was more important than we thought. USC looks Ooh. okay. No. Oh, their defense looks awful. Their defense, their defense is is horrid to watch. Absolutely. Yeah, but who are, who are they going to play? Who's going to challenge their defense other than Oregon? Utah is not UCLA. Oh, UCLA is sort of good. Washington? I think they're undefeated, right? Washington. I don't think they're lost. Washington's not good. Michigan State just sucks. UCLA is not good. They might have lost. Their offense might be good. I think that they're frisky. I I, I don't think they're good. I think they're frisky. So, like, if USC doesn't take them seriously, I think they could could get tripped. But I I, I don't think that UCLA is going to, like... I'll be honest, I... I don't think USC is all that imperious. I think they can be got at. I watched, uh, like I saw Fresno. I saw them go toe to toe with Fresno State up until like the f- end of the third quarter. Yeah, and you know who Fresno, Fresno State just lost to? Exactly. Exactly. Fresno property. UConn can beat USC. Let's go. <laughs> can you imagine if that would like 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 I'm just like going toe to toe with USC. I'm, I'm trying to like imagine the most like soul breaking loss. Georgia. That- Georgia State beats USC. It's Clay Helton doing it with no, the triple because, option. Like, no, no, because, like, when I talk about soul-breaking, like, there are no losses that can, like, break the soul of a Georgia fan, right, for example, because, like, they're always going to be in. Like, they're, they, are, they are invested in their, like, soul. Like, they, they're, their lives, like, somewhat are intertwined <laughs> with Georgia football. USC fans aren't like that. So, yeah. like, if you're a USC fan and you're like, okay, I'm like, I'm going to pay attention. We're ranked, like, fifth. We're going to... We're going to do the thing. Yeah. And then like they lose to UConn and you're like, that's so breaking. I'm, yeah. I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm never right. coming back. Like, like there's, there's a moment in every lions fan life life where you make that decision. Like again, like I'll I made that decision when I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I, I cannot do this to myself. It is not healthy. Um, and I think like, I think if USC were to lose to like a UConn, a New Mexico state, uh, a UMass, like y- if you are, whatever passes for a USC fan, you'd be like, I'm done. I'm a Rams fan. I'm a, let's be <laughs> honest, because you're not from Los Angeles. Uh, I'm a Chiefs fan. <laughs> like if, if you go to USC, you're, you're probably not actually from California, unless you're Lori Laughlin's kid who did go to oh. USC. <laughs> Rowing baby. I want to give a special thank you to our panelists. Uh, you can find uh, nerd Angus at nerd Angus. Um, he tweets uh, not as much as he should. Um, you know, he should he should be more online. Uh, you can find Josh at Josh Benenock. Um, if he's not tweeting about Baylor because he doesn't tweet about Baylor because he has, you know, a certain amount of happiness in his life, he's tweeting sadly about Chelsea. Um, <laughs> although Christian Pulisic doing the thing, doing the thing, 
Christian Pulisic against Crystal oh, Palace. Yeah. Always the thing. Um, <laughs> my, uh, you can find my co-host, uh, Napoleon Gregg, at Mr. Roger Rising 89. Find me at Diamonds Esquire. Uh, I'm usually the guy behind the main account at TLS underscore N underscore TPS. Um, special thank you to uh, Instagram because um, they put out a ton of content. Uh, you know, I, I, we're not on it, but someone is. And, you, you know, maybe check it out. I don't know. I think we it's really will terrible. be. One day. I think it's really terrible for people's self-esteem. I was reading a study about that, but then I got bored. But, like, I think, like, Instagram is, like, really, really bad for teenagers. Um, so oh, you're saying that social media is not good. No, like, like specifically, like, oh, the way that, that for a yeah, second. Like, like the, specifically, like, because Instagram, like, focuses so much on like image. Uh, body and self-image image. yeah yes. body and self like it's like specifically that not good in the in a way that like facebook which owns instagram isn't like in, facebook is terrible because like y- your worst friends from high school all get an equal say in what gets posted um but like like instagram is like specifically bad for for like the self-image of teenagers specifically teenage girls it's terrible we'll be on it soon uh special thank you to our sponsors smith workforce management group whoever blue Air said put in as well as paramount plus um shout out to uh paramount plus for carrying europa league again if you would like to watch arsenal they're not in the champions league they're in another thing they're in the nit have fun eat it arsenal you can beat tottenham all you want doesn't mean you're anything higher than the europa league um, I'm not bitter about it. I'm super bitter about it. I'm very angry about that game. Um, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your local, I don't know, Michigan fan, because that's the only team this podcast support who can do a damn thing. Um, Happy on fan. Obviously, dear listener, uh, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Podcast Network.